Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello. Hi. Hi, that's working. You're back. I'm back, baby. Who are you? Huh? Oh, yeah, I'm Christy. Hi. Yeah, hello. Welcome to our, our pod channel. <laughs> oh, this is Schlick Rick. How's the professionalism <laughs> over here, guys? Who's guys, Rick? everybody. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, Rick. No, Amy Shepard joins us on our show today. Uh, we do run a pod channel at this joint <laughs> and we dropped different shows. Yesterday, we spoke about dick sizes and. Uh, what it means when you choose to live away from your hometown. Yeah, there's lots of lots of varying shows um, that you can get right across the week. We do a pop culture show, things that really interest us. And there's another show that we do called The Posse Podcast. Questions and things that you guys email um, or shoot through to our um, uh, Insta or Facebook, we get a celeb guest sometimes every now and then help out. But, yeah, today it's about guest lives. Amy Shepard from the band Shepard. Really opens up. We've had her, we've spoken to her a few times with the radio show with Kiss and stuff, and she's awesome. And we've had her on the podcast years ago, but also I don't think we've ever had this kind of convo with her before. Well, I think a lot of people don't have this kind of convo with people in groups because you're in, you're in lockdown. You know what it was like with us when we were um, at the radio station, there would people try and find what was going on internally with you and I sometimes, mm. and we were just so. I don't know, so protective of that. And I would imagine that's how bands are too. Very rarely are they coming out. And look, she's certainly not um, tell all or any of that. But but there was a really interesting chat about what her role has been in her family and in her band um, and how they continue to want to work together by, I don't know, keeping their identities, keeping their ideas of what uh, good music is, keeping different styles and different genres, I think, that they all specialise mm. in. It was just quite interesting because, like I said, I don't think you hear about it a lot. No, you don't. For I think for good reason because some people would see that and go, <gasps> that means there's tensions in the band. Is there going to be, you know, like you would just imagine, you would show some glimmer of what it's like to work with somebody really closely and especially when it's a family member Which I- to all come together and then people kind of from there make some kind of fucking drama about it. And I think that this proves it's the exact opposite. Like if you're in a place where you're feeling um, comfortable to talk about the different types of personalities and, and what you each bring to the table, there's just something so freeing about being really sure in who each of you are. And and I just think she and and the rest of her her siblings and the other the two other people that aren't her siblings mm. there's two of them right in the band. Um, 
every time we've met them, they're just really lovely people that are really into their craft. Mm. Um, the new album that we speak about on this particular podcast is out right now. It's called um, Watching the Sky. The current single that they're shopping around from that is called Riding the Wave. Um, WeAreShepherd.com um, and Amy Shepherd Pie is where you can find um, Amy herself on Facey and Instagram. Get behind the single too. Like if you like this chat and you think she's a cool chick and you like their music, I think that's an important thing to mention too. 100%. Spotify does make a difference. Like they, you know, I think that's really helping artists too. But if you can afford um, a few bucks to own the album too, make sure you check it out on iTunes. Hope you enjoy the chat. Amy Shepard, welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. Hi, girls. Hey, Chickadee. We should say welcome back because yes. this, is not, this is not your first radio. You've come into, <laughs> come into our lounge room months before, that's for sure. Yeah, it's nice to be back. We miss you guys though. Like I think that's a thing that's hard with radio and podcasts is like because you guys do so many tours and obviously and pro, like press stuff, the radio circuit mm. is a very much in that kind of standard thing that you do. So mm. you you get that kind of connection or we come out to your hotel room or we do that kind of stuff. We're in our podcast studio here now, just the two of us <laughs> all the time. Like it's such a different life. But you guys, we had on the show on our night show quite a lot. Yeah, because we did the donut, the donut oh, eating. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Where you had to sing. What was it? Sing a song through eating donuts. Oh, Your song. I love, that was yeah. my favorite. That's one of my favorite was interviews, it? guys. You know what? You never know how people are going to react to that stuff. Like it is an interesting thing to ask. The ideas are so dumb, but they're funny. So you just got to go. But obviously, with it. you dig donuts. So I'm so glad we could accommodate. Yeah, I mean, who could be sad with donuts? Oh, exactly, exactly. Oh, Amy, look, I know um, just before we press record on this, we were just, and we said, hang on, hold this, because we need to talk to you um, on the actual show about this, about the new album. It's literally dropped, well, by the time that, that people will get their ears across this, it'll be a week ago now. I know. The new, al- the new album's out. So this is something that you have been working on for how long? And how oh. does it feel now that it's out in the universe? It feels like a lifetime, nearly. Um, we some of the songs we were writing, you know, when we were still touring Bums Away. So some of them are four years old already. Um, but it's been yeah two years of really honing in and crafting all of these songs, and it's finally out. And oh, it just feels a little bit surreal to have other people hear these songs because we've been sitting on them and trying to keep them secret for um, yeah four four years for some of them. What's the process in that big long time? So obviously there's a lot of you in your band, like mm-hmm. what's George, Emma, Michael, is it Jason and Dean as well? Like yeah. there's like, okay, is that everyone? Mm-hmm. There's a lot, um, which I think is so cool. It's like um, there's just been different bands over the years that really obviously as soon as they became big or got an album, I don't know, sometimes I feel like everything becomes smaller and then you hire other random band people mm-hmm. that aren't a part of – the, the big, core, the core mm. yeah. And you guys have obviously stayed so strong in that. But is that the reason it takes five years to make an album? Like, <laughs> yeah, how do, is that, like, why does it take that long? Um, well, the songs initially start with George, Jason and myself. We're the songwriters. Okay. And, um, well, when we first started writing, we were still on tour with Bombs Away. So um, we, we'd just write sort of in the back of the bus or we one of us might have had an idea. and We sit on that idea until... Um, we're back home so um, yeah so once once we start writing and finishing the songs then you've got to record it and um, and then once you start rehearsing the songs the boys might have like an idea or like Dean will put this cool little drum feeling like oh that's awesome like let's go back into the studio and it's I just feel like art is never complete 
we just we have this saying where we just have to abandon a song um, because you could just continue to write and write and write. I didn't realise, I wasn't really sure who was the songwriters and, and who weren't. So that's so interesting that, that you've raised that because I did want to ask you about you know, when you go into this and there is a longer process. I mean, certainly Christy and I have found ourselves with a bit more space to play this year than we ever have and that will change from time to time. But it does allow yourself to go, okay, well, who am I without the other and how does that kind of work? There's a lot of you and then there's a lot of time. Do you have like a journal where you kind of write songs and go, that's definitely for Shepherd. This is something that's just personal that might sit here. Do you have aspirations to do stuff on your own? And do you not like that question? Because I, I, <laughs> on the flip side of that, I don't really think that there needs to be one or the other. But you know what I mean? Like it's interesting to know the process. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We each have our own different styles and you can really tell – um, you can almost tell who's written what song um, if we do write individually. So most of, all, all of the songs on the album have been um, written between the three of us. Uh, but because when we do write individually, we each have our very separate tastes. And although we haven't really discussed having individual careers, like I think definitely there is opportunity for that and something that which something we want to um, encourage. Um, the more creativity in our minds the more creativity the better yeah totally yeah I think it's so it's so cool that you can create that you guys can have different things and different you know ways that you express your creativity on your own but then something Mm. happens that when you're together Mm. like I think that's like an investment right yeah I Mm. think it's that's really important because you don't want to completely lose who you are and lose yourself in Shepherd also. I think mm. it's cool that you guys have all managed to, and by the sounds of it, sound really supportive of each other in your own individual mm. and different ventures mm. and, and stuff. Yet when you're together, this is who you are. And, and I wanted to know about this because I think it was maybe when we, I think it was when we were at the radio station at KISS, I remember someone around, was. we said something like, oh, we're recording with um, Amy from Shepherd," And they go, mm. which one's that? And it's interesting, <laughs> I think... I don't know whether this is something that you guys cop on the reg, but you and your sister Emma, both being the two chicks in the band, do you ever feel like you're you're constantly grouped together? Because I know that's something with Stace or and compared I compared as one yeah, as one compared. person kind of yeah. You're and like, is that put as the one to, the 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 girls mm. somewhere in there? There's two of them, but I don't know which is which. And when you're sisters, as someone that has a sister, I find uh, that can be a bit annoying. Uh, I don't know. Do you yeah, ever find that frustrating? Um. Not with the band. I feel quite proud to be like a shepherd. I feel I almost feel safe within the band, which is probably not the greatest thing. Like maybe I should try and lash out myself. I feel yeah, safety in numbers. (laughs) But yeah, I totally understand what you're saying about the sister element because outside, like in our social lives, my sister and I get mistaken um, as twins because we just do everything together. And um, I remember growing up, I used to hate it because. Um, we'd just get exactly the same things and I just wanted my special my special thing and that's what, actually why I started playing guitar because I was like this is going to like define me I'll have <laughs> this is going to yeah. be mine I've no one in the world has ever played guitar before yeah yeah <laughs> and now Emma's a bass player so um, <laughs> are you, I'm assuming you're the older sister right I'm am, getting a I vibe am. here of course. as the older sister I'm picking up what you're putting down my sister and I used to fight over who was singing something first like if someone's walking around the house singing a tune like and then the other one starts singing it and be like oh, I'm yeah. singing it first because you were so desperate to have anything that was just yours it's so funny yeah exactly I remember oh so funny I remember Emma and I used to play this game when we were quite young 
and we'd open a magazine and be like, I'm her. I'm her and like pick which girl we were and then we'd have these massive fights over like which supermodel we were. It's so good. It's like when we, my cousins and I would play this game where there'd be like five women from like a red carpet and you'd be like, I vote that one. That's mine. Yeah. Like that's my dress. It's yeah. not your dress. It's yeah. on <laughs> Naomi Campbell. Like it's not your dress. And it's like, no, that's my one. Oh, but I like blue. Blue's my colour. Well, yeah, I said exactly. it first. Like it's my Girls dress. Girls are like, obsessed with ownership. Do you think this ever happens with little boys where they yeah. need to be, I'm the red power ranger, so you have to – I think, I think maybe it, that's no, a female I think, thing. No, I think it does. I'm looking really? at my nephew ne- – uh, sorry, my godson now and, and he's very much – this is – it was so funny actually. Mm. My mate told me a story. They were away in Noosa recently and he looks at this old woman. She's like, I don't know, probably in her 70s and he grabs onto his scooter and he goes, this is mine. <laughs> And the lady goes, oh, I promise you, darling, I definitely don't want your scooter. I've got no business. And he just was like competitive with it, like just yeah. so possessive. Over, He's just going through that stage where this is mine to the elderly woman that could barely walk. Scoot off on his scooter. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't know if it's just a girl thing. I think all kids get a bit. Yeah. I wonder why territorial. It's weird. I think Ooh. you're probably trying to define yourself, don't you think? Maybe. Yeah. Especially I, I if know. you have siblings and and sisters or if you have a brother as well, like you're trying to stand out from that or, I don't know, keep your... It's pretty poetic though, Amy, that you have you guys, by the sounds of it, as everybody does as a kid, is, have, have really strived for that sense of independence and doing your own thing yet then also, by the sounds of it, found it and then come back together and are quite happy to be grouped as a band or a collective yeah. together. Yeah, I'm really happy it's worked out this way because we just trust each other and we're really good friends outside of the band and... Um, yeah, we had the same friend. It might sound lame to some people, but um, yeah, I couldn't think of anything better than being close with your family. And yeah, I can, I fully trust my siblings and my parents and we can just all discuss things without worrying about hurting each other's feelings deeply or walking on eggshells. Do you guys ever have to switch off? Like, are there different brain spaces? I know Stace and I, because we spend so much time together there's an element of you going, okay, well, we're business partners, but we're also besties. So then some days, uh, yeah, some sometimes more than others, I'll crave that real, I just want my mate here, like not a, a biz, from a business head. Can we just go out and like have a wine and actually not talk about work at all? Yeah. How do, do you have to have lines with your family around that? Like are you just going, can we just go out and just enjoy each other's company and not talk about the album or what we've got on tour tomorrow? Yeah, that usually happens when we've had a tough week or, a t- you know, we're going through a controversy or whatever it is. We just want – and we go out for dinner and obviously the conversation comes back around to that. It can be really draining. You're just like, oh, that's, you know, that's the downside of working with your family. It's like, oh, you wish you could kind of separate the two and just be able to switch off. Um, so there have been conversations where we're like, guys, let's just let's just put it to bed for now. <laughs> like, let's just enjoy this wine and have a chat. And what's your mum and dad's role in it? Like, are they often? How do you go if there is an issue or there's a problem? You kind of not turning to them because you know they're in the middle. I know I've had a, a recent issue with a particular friend and turned to a friend who's very good friends of both of us and went, "Oh, that's probably the wrong person to talk to." <laughs> um, is it one of those things that you kind of stay clear because it'd be hard for them to be in a position, or do they they do a pretty good job at trying to you know kind of keep you all feeling I don't know you you've got your own space with them. Yeah, well, mum's really positive. She's always like, see the positive side, like typical mum. And um, <laughs> dad's like really business minded. So we always can call on him for some real advice. And um, well, 
business advice and mum's like the life life coach <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so it's it, it is nice to have them both there and they're it's a family business at the end of the day. We're all, we've all got our roles and um, we're all 100% invested in this. It's not just like, oh, the siblings and yeah, mum and mum's basically our tour manager. And, yeah, um, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, th- it's their business as well. What does your dad do? What's his role? Just overall CEO advisor? Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> Love we, that. we also set up our own um, record label. So he's the head of the record label, the owner of the record label. What But what did they do before? Have they always been in music? Or like how do you just all of a sudden have a lot of kids and then create a business <laughs> out of your family? That's so cool. Yeah. Well, my dad's a lawyer and he lives okay. and works in Papua New Guinea. Right. Um, which is where we grew up. Mm. And um, my mom is just um, raised us kids. She's just been um, a house, house mother and did a very good job at that. And, um, yeah, we started writing, well, I started writing music when I was 10 years old in Papua New Guinea. And, um, one of my, my guitar teacher was actually a session musician for Yothi Indy. So that's kind of where it all started. Wow, I just, was, that's so cool. Yeah. I was just hearing his stories and I was amazed by this guy and my dad, um, really encouraged that. And he was all, you know, always, um, obviously paying for music lessons and, um, encouraging our love for music. But it wasn't until after school that I started writing music. Oh, I started writing music when I was 12, but it wasn't until after school that I started taking it really seriously. And um, I, went to uni- uh, I went to TAFE, actually, and studied um, a music diploma. And for one of my assignments, I had to write and produce an EP. And I did that, and I thought it was really boring. So I got George to sing some harmonies. And he was like, it was like a voice from an angel. So, um, wow. since so that he didn't moment, know he could sing. No, well, he could, like, he taught himself to play piano. He's really talented um, without even trying. Like, he can play piano and whatever instrument he picks up, which is, like, so annoying because I've been working on it for so long. And he just comes in, he's like, like Michael Bublé. Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God, like, this is really cool. Let's continue to write just in our spare time. And then we just got busier and busier. Um, And then George was actually acting at that stage. Um, and he, that's where he met, um, Jay. Yeah, right. Um, and then it all kind of becomes a piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's such back, a long story now. But. Yeah, but it's, it's so amazing how things kind of create themselves. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? 
Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Going back to this question, which both you could probably have a, a crack at answering, I've always loved music and I danced um, from kind of the time I could walk, really, but I never lent to pick up an instrument. I never, um, I definitely tried to sing, but that was going to be best moved to the side. So um, <laughs> She can actually hold a tune, Amy. Yeah, I think I taught, can. I can, if I teach myself She's to do something, I have an idea. Yeah. I have an ear. I think that's the difference. Yeah. I can hear what I'm supposed to sound like. And then have a crack at that. Well, but sometimes that's the most important part is having an true. ear for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never went and lent into that part. I never lent into an instrument. Was What made you want to have guitar lessons? Because from all accounts for anybody that I know that can actually play guitar, it's so hard. Like it's mm. not an easy thing. Like piano, it's such a commitment. What was, what was the drive? Was it just something I want to do that and that was it? No, I think it goes back to me trying to set myself up as an individual. I found my dad's, my dad had a guitar in storage and it had like three strings and I was like, oh, like desperate to, to learn. So he got it, he got it fixed up and then started these music lessons. Um, but yeah, definitely it was me. I, I was an overweight child. I was not comp, had no confidence. Um, and so, yeah, the guitar really gave me something special and something unique about, gave me something to hold on to, I guess. Did you? And so because you, it gave you something, mm. is that where I guess your investment in it stayed that you kind of practiced and, and put into it because it, you felt it was giving you so much back? Yeah, 100%. And it um, sounds funny, but it just made me special, if that makes sense, because like no, none of the other kids were playing guitar and I could, yeah. I had like well, a one-up on them. It yeah. makes sense, especially when you're growing up with siblings, I think there's this real kind of... Um, not fight for attention, but it kind of is like, well, this is my thing, as you were talking yeah. about. I can really, well, re- I can relate to you're that. You're all the kids that get dropped off at Nana's, like, and you're referred to as the kids. Uh, you know, it's just an interesting All the girls. Thing. Yeah. My sister and I, always yeah. the girls. The girls, but, yeah. So I wonder, Amy, it's interesting when you say the guitar and, and music and that's kind of what set you apart as a person, but also within your family, right? And right. then you're, you're the one that studies and blah, 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 and that was your special thing. Along comes old mate George and then your <laughs> sister jumps on board, blah, blah, blah. Was there part of you that was like, guys, back off? this <laughs> is my thing? Like obviously you're, that's not the case now. But, I mean, was there a time at all where you were like, oh, well, it's like the thing when I was a kid and I said I was where, I was this character and now other people are jumping on board. It's theirs too. Wrap yeah, off. yeah. There was a little bit of that, I guess, in the very early stages, but more so when um, George, Jay, and I were writing and starting a band, and George started to become more of the lead singer than I was, and yeah, that that was a bit hard for me to deal with because I had been working at it for so long, but. Once Geronimo came out and it did so well, I kind of realised that it doesn't matter at the end of the day who's so who sings the song. Like, yeah, so I had to go through that whole process, and um, yeah, I've come out the other side, and I, I'm totally happy. If we have success as a band, like, couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. Was there part of you that fought, like, did you ever fight that? 
Like, because as you said, you've kind of gone through the process of being like, well, if people are responding to it being this way with George yeah. singing more than I am, fucking good on us, whatever. It's, it's yeah. us as a band. But was yeah. there part of you, like, honestly and deep down that was like, this is a bit shit because I was the one that started this to begin with? Well, once, after Geronimo came out, I was, I really hoped to have a single do well that I was singing. Um, so that was quite tough because I realised that it wasn't really going to happen that way and people just wanted to hear more songs like Geronimo. They want to hear the next Geronimo. But um, I kind of just had to take a step back and realise that I can just continue to write my own songs and they can be on the album still and I'll have my fans listen to listen to them. And, yeah, a lot of people do prefer me as a lead singer. Most prefer George, but that's okay. <laughs> I still have um, an avenue. Because I, we, we compare ourselves to, I suppose, what, is commercially warrant, you know, what is commercially mm. wanted. I often mm. think of the things that I love and often they're not commercial things that are on commercial television. The shows that have absolutely shaped me are certainly yeah. not shows that I'm seeing on commercial television every day, you know. Yeah. And it's like music, it's like lots of different things. Like there is a very small bracket of things that po- like – popular like that are popular you know mm. and it's it's so hard for us to all fit into them but it it must take it takes everybody I think a bit of courage in this industry whether you're in uh, music or any form of entertainment or tv or radio to sit in not being that cle- not cliche but that kind of first choice you know yeah, and then still yeah. reflecting and backing yourself as an artist it's not yeah. that's not an easy road yeah there's been many many a time when the first album was out that I thought, well, for the next album, like, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother writing. I'm not going to bother singing. Like, I'll just let George do it all and I'll just sit back and do harmonies. Um, But I'm so glad that, you know, I came around because it's just so much more rewarding to be a part of it all and to, to, and I still have songs where I'm the lead singer on the album. And yeah, I'm glad that that piece, those pieces of art are still on the album. I think that says so much about you as a person, though. You know what I mean? Like, because oh, it would it would have been probably the easier option to go. Well, fuck this, then mm. yeah. I'm tapping out because mm. yeah. this is just annoying now that mm. you've just kind of stumbled across it with my help, and now you're the lead guy. When that was my <laughs> kind of jam to begin with, especially well, she, I, she's paraphrasing. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm paraphrasing it, <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but especially it's another layer when it's a sibling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's one thing for that to be a mate that you. Yeah, and it was, it was never yeah. like any animosity towards George. It was more just like, no. oh, well, I still want the public to know that I'm yeah. also here. Like I'm also a lead singer and I'm a writer. And I, yeah, I just, I didn't want it to disappear, I guess, into it's just, really, being, and I think just being a backup singer, if that makes sense. 100%. And I feel like as well, it's really interesting for people not to understand that dynamic of creating art in a group like we have mm. it in a duo and it's quite small and, and that's that stuff's only starting to dabble because I don't know things have changed a little bit but it, it I've often found a lot of comfort in stories of bands and musicians you know because yeah. a lot of people in our industry might have a show and then if the show ends they break up like it's that simple whereas mm. we kind of had something we created ourselves if you know that takes on a commercial entity or it takes something else we're kind of sticking with it but it's tricky because I think with you know bands that's the only real I suppose um comfort I've had to see that other people are sticking with something do you know what I mean because in our situation most people then just quit the mm. job's not there yeah. you're off and when we got yeah. five from kiss it's like well 
well, is that it? Do you move back to Melbourne and then start your lives again? And it's, mm. it is, it's, it's been really interesting to, I've listened to more music interviews and I've listened to more stories. My ears have pricked up a little bit more about the process that it must, that it takes for you guys to all be creating your own music and then also having your own identities. It's just quite yeah. complex. It is funny because people just, uh, yeah, look at you as shepherd. And yeah. yeah, which one is that? <laughs> you're a person. Um, but it's also nice because people, yeah, they still recognize us as a band. And, and you're not alone. All we've it ever could be wanted. a very lonely. Can you imagine if you're like a solo, that's a different journey. Yeah. Then you oh. don't have anybody, you know, like oh, that. Oh, man. God, that would be hair. But I, know. I, w- I would assume, Amy, like there's obviously, there would be flares of your own creativity and that sense of individuality that you still continue to find within the band. I don't know, just even from following you guys on socials, I get a sense that, I don't know, is a lot of the styling and a lot of the, you know, costuming and that kind of out there sense of style that you see, I don't know, are you behind a lot of the driving of that? Because I get a sense that maybe you are. Yeah, Emma and I do a lot of the um, styling for our latest photo shoot. It was basically uh, myself and, um, yeah, also Emma. Um and we like it that way. We, we're lucky that we're an independent band because we have so much creative control. And yeah, and and as you said, it's great to put your little spin and your like flair on things. Um, so yeah, I've, I've you know I've, I've come out the other side, and I'm I'm more than happy that George is the lead singer now. <laughs> but it is funny how you go through that process, and um, you just have to put your ego aside. Yeah, and it's a, it's a long life. Like you've got, you know what I mean? Like you don't really know what the future holds. Like it's interesting because I think it's funny. You think something's kind of not gone or that kind of part, you put that to the side, but then you just never know. You could be 43 and someone says, hey, you, I like what you got. And then you're like, in that way, (laughs) I like what you got. I imagine that's what happens. You're at some bar and you've got up for some open mic and you're like, you know, just kind of brushing off because no one's seen you in a year. And then all of a sudden someone's like, I know you. And then they're like, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Is this your fantasy? (laughs) No, not for me. I just imagine some kind of country western like situation. You know what? I've probably watched too much Nashville. I think so. (laughs) But, um, But my point is, not that it was that kind of weird analogy, but... It is a long life. Like you don't, mm. you don't really know the kinds of people you meet or what what happens. Like it's it's kind of yeah. exciting. I'm so glad that I didn't just you know throw the towel in and let George do all the work because in this next album we've got some great songs. Some which I sing, some which he sings, some we some which we both sing, and just being part of the whole process has been um, so enriching. And I feel like mm. we've grown as artists, grown closer as a family, um, and as business partners as well. So I'm so yeah, I'm so happy that I. Um, didn't give up and we're bloody happy that you did too and we can't wait to hear it and I really do think that funnily enough from the outside you all really do stand as your own people I think that's why we've asked Mm. so many questions about you guys Mm. because even meeting you you've all very individual like you've all got very individual flares very different offerings we're not getting a handsome vibe here no No. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so I think that 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 is shining through on the outside. So oh, it's, great. Yeah, I think even when you do see your Instagram, you've got your own style, yeah. your own your own kind of vibe going on. Like, and yeah, that's great. very different to his and very different to other the other members in the band. So I think 
it's working. Well, well speaking, how, yeah. speaking of the album, it's called Watching the Sky. It is out right now. The current single is Riding the Wave. You can check it out at weareshepherd.com or you can check out uh, Amy Shepherd uh, on Insta, Amy Shepherd Pie or Amy Shepherd on Facey. It's oh. just been real, doll. Thanks, Amy. Yeah. Thanks, girls. So bravo to you, yes, Queen. Yes. Uh, thanks, girls. Always love a chat with you. See, did you know that Christy and I are regulars on Sunrise? Yeah, girl, it's the best. And we bring you guys along with us, our posse, every single week just by joining our Insta story. Yes, from the taxi ride there to the makeup chair and selfies with other amazing, talented Sunrise guests, we share it all. Yeah, make sure you head to the Thinker Girls on Insta and check out the updates every single Tuesday and Wednesday. We'll catch you there. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.